Are you part of the new religion in business? Find out in this bonus episode from Podmax, right here, right now. It's On Air Brands Live. Andrea Sullivan, Chief Marketing Officer of Vayner. Now, is it Vayner X, Vayner Media? Where do you fit into the company puzzle pieces here? Is it the parent company? Is it the agency? Where, where are you sitting in context? Todd, that is a great question. Thank you so much for having me on today. <laughs> yeah, so I am the Chief Marketing Officer of Vayner X, which is the holding entity that um, wraps a big hug around a whole host of family of businesses. So we've got things for entrepreneurs. We have offerings for fortune 100 and every, and then we have offerings for celebrities. So, you know, and everything in between. So yes, I am the CMO of all those good things that continue to grow each and every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's awesome. And, and, you know, anybody listening to this with an earshot is certainly familiar with the famed CEO, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is, you know, has been the leader in this term of the new religion of, of business. So you want to give us a quick definition on what we're talking about today? Like what is this new religion that everybody, you know, is hopefully aware of, but how we dive in and really uh, implement it in our businesses? Yeah. I think that we really celebrate uh, a religion that uh, underscores the possibility for all brands to become media businesses themselves and become the publishers and telling their story in ways that connects with culture. Um, and to do that means we've got to change a lot of things that have been historically true to our industry, right? So um, gone are the days where you come up with one big idea and you produce a TV spot and then you, you know, you bring it down and you kind of smear it across different channels <laughs> and you might chop it up into bits and put it out to social and then wait a while and have all these goofy metrics come back um, to tell a story that doesn't ne necessarily show the connection between sales and what you just spent a whole bunch of time and money on. Um, so we, you know, we celebrate, uh, you know, a religious that hopefully will unlock a whole kind of, um, you know, let's go, let's get rid of this fear. Let's go out there. Let's test all kinds of different ideas. Let's connect with all kinds of different audiences. But that means you have to be able to put a huge volume of content out there, right? Yeah. And most businesses aren't built to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you are also, you know, you are not um, just diving into this newfangled stuff. You have a very seasoned long list on your resume of brands that you've worked with Adobe, Apollo, Bank of America, eBay, Feeding America, Fairmont, the FanDuel, Gates of this uh, McDonald's, Microsoft, I'm skipping it's alphabetically. I mean, this list goes on and on and on with the huge brands that you've worked with. So you are familiar with the old world thinking of, okay, what's next year's TV spot theme going to be? And let's go all in and all that. And like, if it flops, then it flops and you're screwed for a year, right? Or the idea of having to buy a year's worth of print ads in something and crossing your fingers that it works as opposed to the opportunity that we have in today's world of putting stuff out on a daily basis and seeing immediate, the immediate feedback loop of what works and what doesn't, what audience likes, what kind of messaging and getting that out and making changes on a daily basis. It's a completely different mindset. And obviously I'm someone who believes in it wholeheartedly that, that um, all businesses need to be diving in. 
That's right, Todd. And, you know, I came from Omnicom. So, uh, you know, a, a very, you know, traditional holding company, great place. I was there for 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my friends and family still live there. Uh, that said, uh, I was definitely, when I chose to start my conversations with Gary, I was looking for an enlightened, uh, uh, you know, uh, place that I could really grow with, um, you know, and, and Vayner really celebrates the combination of understanding how to move the needle from, from a business metric standpoint, um, but how to not uh, hold on to your own methodology and fall so in love with it that you're not able to change and to show up uh, in a way that's going to connect with the world where it is right now. Um, and there's no other time than, you know, during this pandemic where this has been tested. Yeah. And so it's interesting to, you know, have been here for three and a half years and to see the kind of rise and growth that we're experiencing now. And it's especially just because everyone's had to kind of change up their ways of thinking and doing. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result, we We've been able to meet people and uh, where they are and to help in educating them, sometimes working with them too, but we've been able to really build and grow our community most importantly, uh, so that we've got, you know, we have a lot of people that, that, you know, kind of celebrate this religion. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. And you said something in the break here at PodMax, um, everybody interested in, in what we have going on. It's a great community event, um, podmax.co, check it out. Uh, but Andrew, you said, I wrote down in my notes here and I scribbled it quickly because the conversation is going so fast, but you said uh, something along the lines of uh, helping people. And I think you were actually talking about employees, explore your story and share it at volume. That's and right. I think, you know, a few of my principles, the fundamental principles that I teach our clients are to be customer centric, education based, uh, value first, and to build a humanized and personalized brand, meaning it's not just a corporate logo, right? Like you can't shake hands with a logo, but to build a business where the audience is connected to people and it has a better feel and that resonates more as opposed to putting out, you know, stock photos or, or graphics where no one knows the people behind the business. And I think there's some great examples of companies that put out their own shows, obviously on our brands, PodMax, we're huge proponents of having a show to do this, but being able to highlight the leaders inside your company to do those things like exploring their story, letting them shine is a great way to create more content and to make a better connection with the audience that you're trying to reach. And especially if it's different types of audiences, then different types of people in your business will better connect with them. But you talked about the amount of volume that companies, you know, we said posting every day, reaching a million different audiences, like it takes a lot. So what kind of, uh, what kind of conversations do you have for companies that think, okay, that sounds way too overwhelming. And we're just going to kind of pass on that. <laughs> yeah. And I think we get that reaction pretty consistently because, you know, there's some brands that are out there a little bit, but we're always encouraging them to do two to three times to 10 times the amount that they're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to try different ways of telling your story, having different storytellers, you know, all those kind of things and understanding where attention is going. Cause that's the other important thing is that yeah. just as soon as you, you know, get a rhythm and you're starting to amass an audience in one place, um, you know, there are, there are new platforms like the clubhouses of the world, right. Yeah. Where, you know, okay. So how, how am I engaging with my audience there mm -hmm. and who do I need to be? 
Um, and so I think a lot of what we try to do is really focus on the fear that's in organizations and especially large companies are driven by a top-down mentality where everything has to be checked and sort of, there has to be a lowest common denominator sort of buy-in to what a message is. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and so as a result, uh, companies move very slowly. Um, they also have been historically committed to having things be overproduced mm -hmm. and focused on, you know, exactly having the exact right words getting out where, you know, I think in the, the pandemic taught us all a lot of things. Um, one of which is how do I connect with my audiences in a way that's totally real? Um, and sometimes, and that means that speed is important. Uh, it means that listening and engaging is important. Um, and it also just means, you know, knowing that we perhaps don't have the right answer today and that's okay, but we need to be able to behave in addition to, and to, to be able to, um, you know, show through our deeds, um, you know, what we're all about in addition to just communicating who we are, um, all those things are incredibly important. And so the thing I would say that, um, that, that we've been able to do the best at, uh, at Vayner, at Vayner X and Vayner media, um, in particular is to get rid of that fear inside our organization and hopefully teach our clients to be able to eliminate that fear as well. Yeah. I, I love that. And it's all, it's all mindset, right? Because, it, you know, people think they have this hurdle of, I have to create content, but in reality, how many meetings do you have with clients all day? Or how many conversations do you have over coffee that are the content you should put out? And it just becomes a matter of getting in a different type of habit, building a new muscle to just document that and digitize those conversations. And, you know, Gary says it all the time, document don't create, but it, it comes down to document your expertise that you're already sharing during the day. How do we just make sure we amplify it? So instead of one, you know, uh, writing an email that goes to one person, you have a you have a subscriber list, so you can send that same value to hundreds, thousands, millions of people. Or how do you put it on? You know, this conversation we're having on Zoom. How do we put that on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram so that we can reach more people as opposed to having just the one on one? And I think being able to document, uh, making that a new habit and mindset shift is key to making it easier to create this volume of content. That's right. And I think, uh, you know, sort of handing over the microphone or handing over the, the responsibility, the possibility to all of your employees potentially to be able to engage in that way. And again, it gets down to fear, right? People find, well, wait a second, what, what's going to happen? We have, we have to have one person that, uh, you know, signs off on what yeah. the brand means, right? What does that, what, what is that? Yeah. Right. And so the whole idea of being able to create a much more engaging environment where everyone can play. Yeah. Um, I think the one nice thing about the pandemic is we realized that we don't need to get fancy about things that, yeah. you know, the whole idea of connecting and to be able to being able to show, I mean, I love your background is perfect. God <laughs> has all the answers to the world from a business standpoint on the whiteboard behind him. And his four-year-old daughter has added her two cents at the bottom. That's right. Yeah. That's the real um, gold. And, and that's, and that's cool, right? We've been able to see one another's dogs and kids and the messiness of our lives. Yeah. And if anything, it's made us become better humans. So hopefully we will take that, um, as, as a human population, we'll be able to take that into our future as we yeah. go back to something that is a graduated something. We don't yeah. know what that is. <laughs> um, but I think it is going to change the way that people embrace, uh, you know, different forms of 
communication and interaction. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, that's also the importance of transparency and authenticity. When you show up and you say, this is me, this is who I am, then you can release the, the, that fear of needing to be perfect because people are more forgiving. If you, if you communicate in a way that you're trying to tell people I'm setting the bar high, that there's going to be zero typos. I'm never going to curse and we're never going to slip. And there's never going to be a dog running in the background. Then you have to live up to that, even when it's not who you truly are. But when you show up transparent and authentic to who you really are, it's, it's much more accepted. We actually ran tests in, I forget if it was 2018 or 2019, but a pre-pandemic where we were running video content that was, you know, the few thousand dollar video production on the stage, you know, animated graphics, very professional looking content for social versus cell phone and webcam conversations. And the cell phone and webcam videos, just speaking to the camera, speaking to the people, it was 5X the results compared to having like a highly produced. And so when you just show up as yourself and you're there to add value, people recognize that and they appreciate it and it resonates more. Yeah. And I think that you just hit the nail on the head where let's, let's, let's try Let's test some things. Let's look at the performance. Yeah. Um, and, and there are, there are so many organizations that can't quite get to that extreme. Yeah. They're, you know, the spectrum of the things that they're testing for AB are, are very close in. Yeah. So how do we actually look at not just, you know, testing a few things, but really testing the edge of a spectrum, yeah. um, that still can be on brand in, in certain ways. So look, I, you know, I come from interbrand where, um, I was, I was taught, you know, a lot about the the power of brands and I have deep reverence for that. Now that said, you can really continue to extend brands in different ways as long as you have a, a strong relationship with your customers that allows you to grow and change with them. And so getting out to those fringes is the most important thing. And for us as marketers to be almost dispassionate about mm. the, the results, right? Um, let's wait and see what, you know, what comes in and then let's follow the, you know, the answers that are given to us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, and every business is different, right? Like that's why you have to test because sometimes your your particular business and audience for whatever reason, A might work, but for another business that you thought was similar, B worked for them because of the way they did it. So, you know, always important to test. And the, the great thing about how the social platforms work, I mean, for better or worse, is that for when it comes to organic, if you put something out, it's going to be gone in a day or two anyway. So if it wasn't perfect, then it didn't work like, and it, it's not that big a deal, right? It's not like it sticks around forever. It's not a plaque on everybody's wall. And we always remember these things because we're so connected to them, but your audience is scrolling through a million miles an hour. You know, they probably don't even remember it to begin with. So the, you know, there's no reason to be scared of putting stuff out that you want to test and play with and see what happens. Which is the importance of the volume, right? So that right. it's like, if you're just hitting things up and that you're standing for certain things, right? right? But yeah, in order to make an impact, you actually have to be hit up, uh, you know, a lot more than you can ever manage, imagine. So your whole point about, yeah, we're going to post once a day, you know, the, gone are the days that that's going to have any impact at all. Right. Um, but I do have to say, I love, I love hearing Gary will come up with a recommendation and some of these meetings that will literally make everyone fall off their chairs, like saying, you know, but in some, in some ways it's just to get them to move a little bit more. Right. You know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's important for all of us as even as you pointed out individual leaders, I think that's yeah. a huge area of an opportunity. So particularly C-suite, um, that perhaps wasn't comfortable because they've got shareholders and right. they, they want to make sure that everything's sort of packaged up. How do we show the human side of these leaders in a way that 
not only engaged as an outside marketplace, but their own employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this year was one, was the year of the employee. And yeah. I think everyone, you know, kind of questioning, like, wait a second, is, are my leaders the ones that I want to be following for a long yeah. time? Or when I get the opportunity, you know, the soonest opportunity I get, am I going to jump ship yeah. because they're not showing, um, you know, that they subscribe to the same values that I do. I think that's a huge part, uh, a huge conversation that people are not having around content production and and promotion is that having a podcast, you know, I have this weekly video show and we obviously we spin it up into audio podcasts and clips and stuff like that. And I do a lot of, you know, guest events and presentations. And when I'm recruiting people, I don't just interview them, but I'll send them. I say, here's a link to my, to my show. Here's a couple of, of presentations I did last month, check them out and make sure that you're aligned with this. Right. Like, and if you're not, no hard feelings like, you know, but it helps them get indoctrinated into what we're doing and the personality types too. Cause like, you know, job descriptions and all that kind of stuff. Like it shows what you're going to be working on, but it doesn't tell you the culture of the business and putting out content is a way to kind of get those values out. Like you said. And I think as a recruiting tool is, you know, content and social is, is amazing. And nobody talks about it from that angle. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be the secret superpower to any successful business, right? Especially going forward. It's like, do you have the right team assembled? And and you're right, the the whole the cultural aspect, that's what that's what's going to attract anyone today. It's not the job description. Right. Um, so you know how we're showing into the hearts, uh, you know, of the of the leaders is is really key. Um, and we've been spending a lot of time in um, helping leaders to feel more comfortable in telling their personal stories, in addition to, um, you know, kind of the 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 examples of what's going on inside the company, which they're much more comfortable. But even telling those things in a way that's more interesting and engaging and not so formulaic, yeah. um, and it's it's hard. It's hard because you have to break down a whole and you have to build new muscles, I guess, but also right. just break down a lot of you know years and decades of of behaviors that just aren't relevant anymore. Yeah. And if you guys are, are listening, watching this, you know, shameless plug, if that sounds like you and you want to figure out how to craft your message, go to podmax.co because that's part of the pre-training for the event as well, right? As we help people realize like, what are the stories I should be telling and what's what's a good way to tell those stories. And, and also it's, you know, what we do it, and it's a great embedded part of the community culture of PodMax. But like you talked about, it's, it's being vulnerable within the community and knowing it's okay to be scared about doing these things, but this is a safe space for you to get started and learn how to put yourself out there and do those things. And I think, you know, I think guest podcasting is one of the best ways for people to get started. If they don't want to be, if they don't know how to start putting out their content yet, or they don't know how to just talk to the camera and, and say things, I think guest podcasting is a great way to do it. I know you mentioned in, in the, um, in the main room here at the event that over the last year or so you you've been doing a lot of guest podcasting. Did I hear you say that? That's right. Yeah, no, I've, um, I've, I've done oh, and over the years. Right. Yeah. But I think that it, the, the greatest thing is just seeing the acceleration of the whole podcast world. Yeah. Um, and at a time when I think people were either, some people had question marks about it, but we, we just hosted uh, one of our marketing for the now episodes yesterday that was focused on the future of audio and podcasting in addition to music and sonic branding and yeah, I mean, the numbers are there, right? The, the podcasting is the success metrics are fantastic. We're always looking at the value of underpriced attention. Yep. Uh, and that's, you know, certainly still where, you know, podcasting is. And so Vayner is very bullish on all things audio uh, and podcasting. And 
Um, you know, yesterday we had Kara Swisher who joined us on marketing for the now, in addition to, you know, some clubhouse, um, uh, uh, superstars and things. And yeah, it's just, it's great to see where people are taking their careers, Yeah, you know, so you can have Kara, who's a, you know, such an amazing journalist. And now she, you know, that's when she talks about herself that, you know, the podcaster, that is what, you know, how she, that's her identity now. Yeah. So it's, um, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's, um, it's very but cool. yeah, I love, I mean, the, this whole experience at, at PodMax has been phenomenal. Just the whole idea of like giving you the training and allowing you to feel, you know, the right, uh, right amount of, um, you know, f- fear, uh, meets <laughs> enthusiastic and, and prepared then at the end of right. the day, as much as you can. But I think we all know that the more that you tell your story, the, you know, the better you you get, um, at telling it hopefully. Yeah. Um, but also in learning things along the way. I mean, that's why I, I do these things because I learn things from you, Todd. I learn things about <laughs> myself as I'm saying them out loud and it's, um, you know, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. And I think, you know, they say that, that fear and excitement are the same physiological experience and, oh, is that right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, and, and that, you know, I think, if when harnessed and you know how to use it, it becomes enthusiasm, you know, like you just said, and I think that's very cool. And for anybody listening, you know, Andrea, you just mentioned the the Sonic branding. We did have a great episode on Sonic branding in season three. So make sure you check out onairbrands.com slash show for that episode. We let Eric go off, you know, you say the word branding and he goes crazy. So uh, I I put the spotlight on him in that episode. If you guys want to learn more about Sonic branding stuff. Yeah. Um, Eric was, uh, he went to uh, school at the school of visual arts and and you're uh, a, a professor, professor there, there yeah. <laughs> now, but yeah, we celebrate, we geek out on brand stuff. Uh, yep. In fact, when we were talking and Josh was there, he was sort of like, should I even be here? Or, <laughs> you know, what could happen here? But yeah, the whole, we, um, yesterday Intel joined us to talk about their, their bong is what they call <laughs> the, the, the da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're reimagining it. So they're trying to bring oh, it into wow. different places cool. and, you know, kind of extend it. So they're by no means, you know, changing it, but right, okay, you know, okay. just sort of, um, yeah, threading it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's like, exciting to see even in, you know, uh, we, we oftentimes will encourage even our, you know, the, the, uh, people who have brands and things to have their own sonic element, um, across all different platforms and things. It's, uh, it's really important. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talked about the companies that are doing this, putting out a lot of volume. There's a ton of new podcasts, you know, check out the PodMax podcast, weekly insights and trends. They go over the numbers. I think this past week it was announced 800,000 active podcasts or something with all this content that's coming out. What's your take on saturation? Like people listening are like, okay, yeah, this sounds great. I want to get involved, but there's already so much content out there. Like maybe there's no space for me. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think, uh, look, it's, it's incredibly important that you're look, you're looking at your strategy across all kinds of platforms. So you talked about how, if you're creating something, then you're thinking about how you're cross pollinating your, the communication and, and how you're celebrating it, uh, uh, you know, across a whole ecosystem yeah. um, of different channels. And so that's, that's the most important thing. And there's, there's a real art and science behind how you can make sure that your message is getting to the people that you want it to. And that continues to change all the time. Um, especially right now with, um, you know, all the platforms are going into moving in, um, accelerating into wall, yeah, Yeah. walled gardens and things, and the algorithms are all changing. And so, you know, a big part of what we do is make sure that we've got the smartest people on board that are the practitioners. Our media group has grown by 67%. 
Um, and that's strictly because we've got to be in the know. We have to be looking at, especially the, you know, the, the, the science behind things. And then we have the, you know, creators that are creating things, but doing it sort of in the context of these channels. Yeah. Um, but it's constantly shifting. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think, but what I would say is that don't use that as the excuse that everyone's looking for not to do something. Yeah. Um, it just means you got to do it. You have to do it at scale and you have to do it with intention. Yeah. And I think every business and industry is different right? Like 800,000 out of the world is actually not that much, you know? And so who's your audience? You know, if you're an accounting firm in North Jersey, you only need a couple hundred subscribers on your on your channel to, for your business to feel a difference, you know? So I think knowing that every, in, in every different industry, you know, your audience is not everyone in the world and being able to niche down. I think that's the importance of that. But, you know, talking about this, you know, the iOS change and the security stuff, the data, privacy, everything that's going on, that's going to limit um, the ability to target people, at least to some extent. Uh, what's, you know, your approach, I always like to suggest, well, I don't want to, I don't want to load the question here. But when it comes to just publishing on social versus having some kind of owned audience, you know, how do you mix that into the system? Yeah. So I think it's important to have both that, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're, you know, at the end of the day that you're building your own you know, friends and family community. Mm -hmm. um, and there are ways of, of doing that in a very targeted way um, and using a combination of paid in addition to your organic. That was to, next to on my list to bring up. Yeah, I think one of the things that we're realizing is that um, a, a lot of companies just ignore the whole organic side yeah. altogether. That there's this big focus on on paid, which is important. But if you're if you don't have all of your foundational elements kind of cleaned up across social and all your own channels, and they're not working hard enough for you, then you're leaving a ton of money on the table. And so we've just uh, launched something that almost seemed crazy to you know, uh, you know all about. Um, helping people with, with their social organic content mm. and, and sort of going back to the start. Yeah. And, you know, and so part of us said, well, wait, is this really an offering? And yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in particular, now you want to make sure that, that everything that you have is um, fine tuned to be able to work as hard as possible, especially with all of these changes that you just mentioned. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we, we're seeing a huge amount of interest and in, in growth, even in B2B audiences in as much as, you know, sort of B2C companies, which is, um, is something new. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's kind of my niche that I've been working primarily with B2B companies on content marketing for the last 10 years. So it's something that we've always been paying attention to, but when it comes to the paid versus organic, like you know, Facebook has obviously very low organic reach. See stats anywhere from like 0.5% to 10%, which I think is on the high side. I, I haven't seen that in a long time, but uh, you know, and the, the feeds coming and going when you publish something, how many people actually see it? Um, you know, what is, what's your take on like, why should we do, be doing organic regularly if it's not reaching people or how do we get it to reach the right people? You know, how do, how do you figure that out and justify it? Yeah. So I think there's a, you can do a lot in the organic, just in, in trying to figure out what's resonating and what's not, mm -hmm. and then be able to double down on it in terms of paid. And certainly, um, you know, we've found a lot of success with LinkedIn. Uh, you mentioned, you know, B2B audiences, yep. um, you know, where we can, it looks like the CPMs are super high, but you're able to target people in a way that you can't, um, mm -hmm. in, in other platforms and things like that. But it's important that, you know, that, uh, organic is some, you're, you're able to hopefully be with the community, 
um, that, you know, that's your people, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, kind of getting that read, um, is important, but then going out and testing, you know, new audiences as well. Um, you know, we, we use kind of a yes and approach in that, in that respect. I think that's a big, a big mindset, uh, block for, for businesses is they're thinking of organic or paid or video or audio or written or video it's or, 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 but it's not, or right. It's, it's, it's both. always. And yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, and there's something to be said, right. People, it, it, we don't have unlimited time and budgets and all those kind of things, mm-hmm. but the way you get the multiplier effect is to be able to look at the combination of the things and how they all, you know, they, they create the flywheel. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about that flywheel? You know, I know Gary's got a couple of free resources that are great. Another thing that I send to people when in the recruiting process of, you know, how do you, how do you put out 67 pieces of content every day? That sounds like an absurd amount. Right. (laughs) And, and like maybe at what point, at what point in a business's maturation, should they think that, should they, you know, think about this is what we need to be doing versus kind of getting their dipping their toes in the water. Yeah. So we stood up a new company called Sasha, which helps entrepreneurs and uh, small to medium sized businesses look at how they bring marketing in the, into the fold. And many of them don't, aren't doing any marketing when they come to us. And so it's a, it's a great place to be able to explore and experiment and to see what works and what truly accelerates a a business. um, When you've got that, you know, that kind of fresh, uh, perspective. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Gary does, he is very prolific. I think there's like a 200 some page manual <laughs> that basically says, here's my, here's yep. what I do go nuts, yep. which seems crazy. Cause why would you publish the thing that makes right. you differentiated? But, um, but there's a lot of nuances, right. And so, you know, if you need help, let us know if you don't, you know, t- take it, um, and yeah. go. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think that across, across the board, the, our, a big belief of ours is that we are only successful when we're able to help in bringing more and more people into the fold. Um, uh, because right now what we're really fighting is inertia in most organizations or in mm. most people even. Yeah. Um, and so the more that we can get people to just embrace the, the religion that we talked about at the beginning of the show, the whole idea that. I as a person can become a media property or a brand or a publisher mm-hmm. or I as a company, you know, can, or an entertainer or, you know, all, yes, all the above. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to succeed. Um, and so we try to just create communities and, you know, publish things about that and get everybody, you know, kind of in that vibe and then that rhythm and helping one another. Um, and then we, you know, we meet them wherever they are. Lots of companies are looking to build in-house capabilities. If they want to take our people and borrow them for a while, great. You want to return them fine. If you want to, you know, whatever it is, because we know that in, you know, in this situation, we're growing so fast, everybody, as long as everybody's treating everyone nicely, we're all going to be better off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important is, is that culture, not just within the organization, but with the clients too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the most fascinating thing for me to see in my transition from, um, you know, Omnicom and Interbrand and joining Vayner is that, um, you know, clients, I would see the same client, but they, they were more themselves, I would say, when they would come to Vayner, just because, uh, you know, we hire a lot of people that aren't even, that aren't marketers necessarily. Right. They might come from, they, they might come from the fashion industry or the music industry, and they were good at, 
at promoting themselves. They didn't know it was marketing. Right. Um, and so we, we bring them in because they know how to, you know, hack different things and tell yeah. stories and do all those, those things. Um, and as a result, our clients are able to kind of, you know, shed that corporate skin that, that may be um, requiring them to behave in a way that's not truly them. Um, and so anyway, we, we enjoy that just because hopefully that allows you to be a better marketer as well, mm-hmm. because with all those layers, and if we're all pretending all these different things, it means that you're disassociating yourself with what's actually going on out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to, to hear more about like your transition to Vayner from the old school, you know, major, uh, holding company position where what, what made you want to kind of make the switch into this totally new mindset of a business approach. Yeah. And so what I would say is that I, I learned a tremendous amount when I was at, uh, at interbrand and Omnicom about, um, you know, how to build really powerful global brands and really appreciated, especially the, you know, the looking at the methodology around the best global brands and the fact that they were starting to embrace the measurement of culture or metrics that had to do with what's going on inside a company, as well as what's going on externally. That wasn't always the true, uh, wasn't, um, true about the methodology. Um, and we started looking at breakthrough brands. That was another, you know, study that, that I, uh, launched while I was there, which was exciting because we needed to learn from the, you know, the nimble brands that were starting to nip at the heels very quickly (laughs) of larger organizations. But I did feel as if I, I wanted to learn more. And so it was time for me to, you know, to explore something different. I do think, um, having your independence from, you know, a, a publicly traded company does give you a different set of, um, you know, kind of requirements and allows you to have a little bit more freedom in terms of how you're investing in the business. Um, but most importantly for me, it was what, what kind of values do we subscribe to? And at Vayner, it's all about having empathy mm-hmm. and having kind something we call kind candor, which means that you're, you're nice to people, but you're being super honest. And, um, and so that, that eliminates the fear that we were talking about before. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're in a brainstorm and you're ideating, you don't want to be filtering yourself and leaving 20% or maybe 50% of your ideas because you're thinking, Oh, what, what's somebody going to think if I share that one, maybe that's a dumb one, you know, (laughs) no, no, let's go, let's share everything. And then we'll, you know, we'll let's, and let's test it because who am I to say that I have the idea? Let's let the, let's let the world decide. So if if that's the religion we subscribe to, then we have to have a safe place um, that allows us to be free. And so um, look, uh, and we have to have a, you know, a culture that moves super fast. And so to me, to have the combination of a, an organization that's growing at scale that is starting to go global. Um, so we're going to be opening four different offices around the world in the next month wow. um, alone. Um, we're already in London and Singapore, which are growing dramatically. Um, but, you know, it's still, it was much smaller than, you know, Omnicom that when I started. And so I, it's, it's been a, a real blessing to join an organization that has the kind of mission that it does commitment to its people. I think that's the other thing. It's not about making money. We never know. Um, you know, like, I think we're actually, <laughs> we take the money and we build, um, you know, a Twitch studio outside right. Gary's, you know, <laughs> our, our CFO is always like, what? Yeah. what are we do? <laughs> um, but it's most important that we're, you know, that we're connecting with culture and we're, and we're helping our businesses to deliver business results at the end of the day. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. And the speed being so important. Um, what do you see as ways to help businesses increase their speed when they're going after it? Oh, and I did, I wanted to come back to the ideas, holding ideas back to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think some of those things are, you know, one in the same, right. The whole idea of speed. And, um, I think the thing that allows you to to celebrate idea creation and to get people to move beyond historic ways of, okay, let's, let's have all these checkpoints and, um, you know, get sign off before we go. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we do with clients on day one is we put, uh, them all on a texturing where like, let's say I get an, I get an idea when I'm in, in the shower, I'm going to just plop it in the text jet. People are going to riff on it. And clients initially are all very excited because, because it, you know, there's a lot of adrenaline, lots yeah. of ideas going back and forth and, and, and it's, you know, it's exciting until, you know, like day three where they realize that, wait, this isn't going to stop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that kind of speed that allows us then to put things out in the marketplace, see, you know, what's, what's going on and to know that this is an ongoing thing. It's not like, okay, we got this. Now we got the answer and we're just right. going to continue on with this one thing. No, it's just, you know, it's only then when you think you've got it that's when you're in trouble right you gotta go on to the next the next move and so i think having that kind of vibe and um getting the clients to build that muscle and and be a part of the team rather than here's a brief and then we go off and we do our thing and we come back it's like no no no. we're all in this together yeah i've totally changed and i think you guys probably do this too but our approach like think about this old how silly this sounds when you explain it It, in the old agency model of okay you're your business X and you're an expert in whatever, you know, whatever your industry is. And then you hire an agency who then internally has to create content for you or come up with ideas for you. And then they go out and Google and start researching stuff when your brain is the one that has it already, you know? And so we've totally shifted. It sounds like you guys do this too, where it becomes a collaborative relationship with the client because they're the subject matter experts. And then I, and then getting them in engaged in that stuff and then putting the spotlight and and literally the spotlight and camera on them to share those ideas and make that the content that goes out. You know, that's another, that's right. They're the, they're on the stage, right? They are the content. Yeah. Yeah. And in today's world now it's, you know, most of the meetings being on zoom, it's like, we're just going to record our meetings. And when, you know, when there's something good, that's worth it. Like we can clip it out and that becomes the content. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the other thing that we've done that's been interesting is actually have, um, I forget what you call them, but they're like externships so that the client actually joins Vayner and they I don't haven't work heard on of their that own before. business. That's awesome. They don't work on their own business, which is the thing that blew me away. Cause I was like, yeah. legally, can we do yeah, that? Right. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then vice versa. So we did a swap where, um, you know, one of our people went and lived and what the, and our people couldn't believe that these people in marketing had meetings about stuff that didn't have to do with marketing and, you know, product supply chain, all kinds yeah. of stuff, e- e-commerce, you know, um, that's another thing that we, you know, our Vayner commerce business has just gone crazy. Um, and the whole idea of how marketing and e-com and su- supply chain, all that kind of stuff has yeah. to come together. But um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's important to understand the perspective and how different they are, you know, across the board and how can we come together? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think that's, you know, we we got two minutes left here, so I want to wrap up. That's a great place, but what's the best uh, place for people to find you? Cause this, you had amazing insights and value throughout this whole conversation. I'm sure we have people eager to learn more and hear more about what you have to say about this stuff. So where's the best people, uh, best place for people to connect with you? Yeah. So um, hit me up on my email, andrea.sullivan at vaynermedia.com. 
Um, also, you can hit, you can take a look at everything that we offer at VaynerX.com, including marketing for the now. We've had uh, 20 different episodes, so all kinds of interesting content. Um, hit me up on, you know, all the uh, yeah, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. Uh, but you know, would love to, would love to help anybody that's that's either looking for a job, um, that's looking for content or ways to celebrate all the things that we just talked about here. Todd, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we you know we we believe that in good karma and we want to help anybody that's out there. I love it. Thank you so much. And for you guys listening, if you've enjoyed this conversation, please share this on social. Tag Andrea on those socials she just mentioned and us at On Air Brands. And it was great having you on. We will catch you guys on the next episode. Episode. <laughs>